Hi, it's Elizabeth Dawson here with Ways to Love Your Money. Welcome back to season number five of Ways to Love Your Money. We can't believe it. We're going to be ending that one probably sooner rather than later. We've been just kind of moving forward with it. We've got Don Dalby here today. You're not going to want to miss this show. I know I say that quite often, but you really don't want to miss this one. She's going to talk about wealth and worth and the difference between the two. It's wealth and self-worth. So, ladies, this is an empowering lady that wants to literally educate you out there and bring more value to the table for you. She's not talking about not working with men, but she wants to make sure that ladies were not left over or left behind with basically getting that financial education that we so dearly need. So stay tuned. We'll be right back and can't wait for you to see the show. Do you have questions about Social Security? Let us help you maximize your Social Security benefits and minimize your tax obligations by clicking the link below to get your free Social Security analysis today. Hi, welcome back. It's Elizabeth Dawson here with Don Dalby. You're not going to want to miss this show. She has an incredible story to tell us, and I love the fact that she loves to financially empower women to have a better relationship with money. Um, she's the first behavioral financial advisor in the United States which is a big statement. I can't wait for her to tell us a little bit about that. And uh, again, she's not that far from us. We're here in San Diego. She's over in, in uh, Scottsdale. So uh, over in Arizona, we, we love the fact that she's so close by. All right. Well, without further ado, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today, Dawn. Oh, Elizabeth, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Oh, good, good. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the whole behavioral, you know, the, 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 the background and the education that you want to bring to especially women, but I know we don't discriminate. It's also for men. But, you know, how, how that has worked in your, in your practice and, and why you felt that that was so important for you to, uh, to kind of have that background and that education and that, uh, that voice. Yeah, good, good question to start off with. Well, I've been a wealth advisor for 21 years, really helping people do everything they need to do to build a comprehensive financial plan cash reserves, protection planning, investment planning, tax planning, retirement planning, estate planning, all the technical pieces about building wealth. And spending 10,000, you know, my time in over 10,000 client meetings over the last 20 some years, I've realized there is still something missing on how we're delivering this advice to our clients. And I have been around clients that either make a million dollars a year or have over a million dollars in their investment portfolio and have found that there was something still missing and that's their fearful relationship that they have with money no matter how much wealth they've built and so it's really getting behind the psychology of what makes people tick with their money and how to help them live what i like to always say is you know building that internal security as well as the external security having the solid emotional relationship with money and mo most importantly what i love to teach is teaching especially women, us emotional creatures, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, teaching us women how we can develop a, you know, a guilt-free spending freedom today and not giving up our life today because nobody really wants to do that. But how do we create the spending freedom today and the financial security tomorrow? And when you mm -hmm. really have that right connection of freedom and security, the right connection of internal security and external security, um, life can be pretty, pretty amazing when you find both of those. Well, I think that's, you know, really well said because so much of the time we are dealing with our own preconceived notions about money. 
we have our own ideals. Um, I love the fact that you said that still enjoy life today, but also enjoy the future tomorrow. Um, and uh, you know, you mentioned to me that you actually do work on the whole projection of retirement planning, which you know, within ways to love your money here um, in, in our book, uh, Wealth by Design, it's ways to love your retirement. Uh, how do you uh, prepare our ladies for the ideal retirement along the journey of planning for it? Yeah, great question. It's, it's really in, I can sum it up in one word, it's called alignment. And okay. um, as I've built up my client portfolio over the last 20 years, I've worked with a lot of people that are in their 50s, 60s, um, 70s, now 80 year old. And, and what I found is that they oversaved, that generation oversaved, right? And so now they're sitting on multi seven figures in their investment portfolio and they still won't spend their money. And so, you know, they've sacrificed that generation before us have sacrificed everything to build their wealth. And now we're in this new generation of women, especially women being that first generation of having their own money. And I don't want them to end up like their parents, either broke or having too much. And it all comes down to the alignment. It's like we want to be able to find a way to plan and have the right type of money and the right percentage of money going to retirement so you can actually live for today and plan for tomorrow. Well, I think that's so important because uh, even just simplistic calculations, which might be easy for you and I to figure out for someone, um, now we have inflation that we're concerned about. We have um, taxes that we're concerned about possibly going up. and. Are there concerns that your clients are having about that today? I know you have two different platforms of clients that you work with, maybe the client that's getting ready for retirement, but you also have the, the, the client that's actually starting to build. And I think that that's important for, them, for us to know like what their perspective is, especially if you're doing behavioral work with them, because I do feel that money is very much an emotional and a behavioral process for people to actually have a better relationship with it. Um, what are you seeing are their concerns as they're going out the gate? Um, are they concerned about volatility in the market? Are they concerned about taxes? Are they concerned about inflation? Um, you know, their behavior behind those things, are they really aware of it as much as you and I are? Or how do you kind of relay that message to them? Yeah, um, I, I feel that most clients and prospects and people that are just starting to build their wealth they're mostly concerned with, are they saving enough? They want to do financial planning, especially women. We know, I mean, all the women in my practice, they don't mm -hmm. give, they don't care about the alpha and the beta of a mutual fund. They want to have a plan. They want to make sure they don't run out of money. And I will tell you so many women, because I think they feel intimidated about meeting with someone like yourself or, or my, you know, they, they, they feel guilty about their spending and they feel guilty of, I should have saved X already. When we get behind that, it's really not about the guilt that they should be feeling, even though that's the reality of what's going on, but they worry about, are they saving enough or are they saving too much? But I'll tell you this, Elizabeth, I truly believe that instead of them worrying about the guilt or worrying about, are they saving enough? They need to be worried about taxes. You bring up a huge, you know, when we talk about <laughs> not emotional side, but the technical side about building wealth taxes. I mean, we, there's going to be some major things going on. We, we got a yeah. lot of stimulus bills to pay back. Right. And so mm -hmm. taxes are going up. I mean, we're in the lowest tax bracket environment we've been in. And I would say like 48 plus years. 
right? So someone needs to pay back this this deficit that we're we're living in, right? And so taxes are going to go up. And I'll tell you, most people get concerned with, am I in a Vanguard mutual fund or Fidelity? It honestly, it really doesn't matter. What matters is your tax diversification. Like, do you have your money in non-qualified, qualified assets, taxable, tax-free assets? Like. All that kind of tax diversification matters because if you're really talking with the right type of advisor like yourself, I mean, you should be paying an advisor 1% to get a value of 3% back in total all performance, tax savings, et cetera. So taxes, taxes, taxes are going to be the key that can make or break your, your financial success over the next 20 plus years. Right. The tax erosion is a big conversation and we need to have it more and more often with people today. And, and I couldn't agree more with you because all the stimulus in the world is wonderful. But at the same time, someone's got to pay for it. You know, our children, our grandchildren, maybe our great grandchildren, maybe when we're not here anymore, they're going to still be paying for it. But um, I know our country has been in crisis and I think that there's probably a little bit more uncertainty to come. Um, there, there's been a lot of excitement about real estate. There's been a lot of excitement about um, just new programs and things like that out there too. But everything does come at a cost, and I think that uh, education is power. Yeah. You know, when we were kids, education is power, right? And the other thing is, is we don't have to make it so difficult. Like you know, we have to make the advice that we're giving, um, no matter what comes over the next five, ten years, and the complications with that. It's like the advice. The real advice never changes, right? It's about diversification. Um, mm -hmm. It's about tax diversification. It's about making smart financial decisions. It's, it's about aligning your wealth so you have enough money. Like I, what I love to do is, is share with my clients, like how do you take some of that wasted money? Now, me, even, me included, we all waste money, right? But how do we take some of that wasted money, whether it's in overpaying premiums, um, taxes, it's, you know, we, we waste money just on everything, right? How do we find that wasted money and free up that so we can save? I mean, the tactical part about building wealth is actually simple. Um, mm -hmm. If you just follow some of those steps, no matter what is thrown at us in the next, you know, year, right. 20 years. Well, and that's really where I want you to kind of go into how, how the difference between wealth and worth you know, wealth and worth that you like to talk about, how that really um, transfers to, let's say me, you know, how does that transfer to a relationship when you are coaching and educating someone uh, about their relationship with money? Well, we all, I think, I, I don't know if I've ever met anyone that had a great relationship with money, right? It's basically fear-based. Um, and I'll tell you this, I, I, I have two thoughts to that question is, my own journey. So I remember it was maybe seven, eight years ago. And I was, I was bringing in a half a million dollars of income every year. And I was still feeling broke. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what is wrong? I'm a financial advisor. Like right. what is wrong with me? And I started peeling back the reasons why and realized that I was modeling my mother's behavior um, my mom had a lot of anxiety around money and I heard a lot of mi mixed messaging growing up with money. And then my father who doesn't like to spend a money, like my dad's birthday present, he likes to go to hot Costco for a hot dog. Like that's his way of celebrating his birthday. <laughs> I love it. 
70 years old, right? But that's just his mentality and how he was raised, right? So I had this very yin and yang, horrible relationship with money, even though I, as an advisor, knew how to grow money, grow money, right? And I was growing it for myself. I was growing it for my clients, but I had to take a step back and I'm like, why do I feel broke myself? Mm-hmm. And it's because I felt broke as a person. Um, you know, Elizabeth, we're in a good old boys club here, right? And I was mm-hmm. always comparing my advice and how I operated with clients to the, the men in our industry and never felt like I was worthy enough because I'm different type of advisor, even though I was very successful, but I needed to fix that internal worth that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And so when I started working on my own worth, um, and losing my money or losing my mother to oh. my mother died of worth issues. She died a couple years ago. And when I started peeling back the reasons why she died broke, but she died, she died of not loving herself enough and some, her own personal worth issues. And so my own personal experience dealing with my mother, dealing with my own issues and watching other financial advisors in our industry, like become rich, but they still had their own, it just magnified their own issues, right? And so I was like, this isn't the goal is just to put money in the bank. The goal is to live a rewarding, healthy, fulfilled, purposeful life and money. Like we all need, like we all want money to support our experiences, right? So let's not shy away. We need to learn the technical part about building wealth. But when you build wealth the right way, like that's when life starts to unfold in a really beautiful way. Um, and so I've created a program called Own It, Earn It, Grow It. And it's where, where, where people are actually able to have um, personal growth. They're able to have income growth and investment growth. So the Own It part is really about aligning who you are as a human being, feeling comfortable in your own skin with your purpose, your core values, your goals, your strengths, your mission, your vision, like really owning who you are as a human being and not negating or my, you know, like being comfortable on who you are and earning money with the skills and the strengths that you have. And then teaching people how to, so that's owning it. So you own your worth, you own yourself, right? And then earning it is when you're earning the right type of income that's in alignment with your strengths. And it's actually, I call it the earn it part of the process is because, you know, you can be in complete alignment, but life still throws your curveballs. I mean, I get thrown curveballs every like hour of the day, but it's, I call this part earn it because it's the personal development piece. It's how we think and our emotions attached to not just money, but our life. And how do we get through the complications and the challenges of life? And that's where you really have to go into the earn it part, earning the right income and earning the right next level of life. And it's all how we react to the shit show, if you will, sorry, but you know, that life throws us, but it is right. Um, and then grow it is what you and I have spent our whole time on. It's like the technical part about growing wealth, but own it, earn it, grow it. So you can spend it, save it and share it. And that is the platform is when we really are able to connect your worth and your wealth together. Like you're able to deal with life in a much more elevated way and make really good decisions. So you can actually have more money so you can have more life. 
Well, I think that that's an incredible passion, probably something you both, uh, you and I both have aligned for sure. Um, and I'm so sorry for the loss of your mother. Um, your, your story is very similar to mine. My mother um, passed actually many years ago now, but my dad is 77 and he likes the simple things too. We like to spoil him a little bit, but you know, it's only, only as much as he will allow. <laughs> but I love the fact, own it, earn it, and grow it and keep it. You know, so many people are um, great at making money, uh, but yet how much of it are they keeping? You know, how much do they have to show for it? How much are they actually creating that real wealth? But I think that the major connection here that we're talking about today is the worth that actually coordinates with wealth. And therefore, there is a big difference and a big, you know, manifestation of things to come. Um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. This is incredible. I'd love for you to come back and talk with us some more. I think our guests are going to love it. Um, and, and I think that you've got a great message. And, and, I, and I love the empowerment of women out there. Um, it has been a lonely industry. Very few of us actually exist in our realm, uh, if you will. Uh, but, you know, when you can kind of break through that ceiling of complexity and make, uh, make a difference in people's lives and really have passion for it, uh, I think there's uh, there's nothing but the sky is the limit. Right. And and working with empowered women like yourself is uh, when life does, when we have these these um, storms in our life and these challenges, it's like we need to be in a community together to help mm -hmm. each other through this and grow so we can um, so we can have more experiences in life and be able to, Absolutely. you know, and be able to live more. And that's what we all Absolutely. want. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's about empowerment, people. Ladies, let's get empowered. Men, get empowered too. We're not going to discriminate against either one of you. <laughs> we want to help everybody in the world. So again, Don, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, stay tuned. We'll be right back with some closing comments. And again, I'd love to have you back. And, and thanks again so much for being on the show. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thank you. As a thank you to all of our listeners, I would love to offer you a complimentary consultation with me, Elizabeth Dawson. And just click on the link below and you can schedule that time to meet with me. Take care. See you soon. Isn't Dawn amazing? I just am so grateful that she was able to be on the show today. Uh, I think that there was a lot of wisdom in those words. And these are the reasons why we are so passionate, especially as women financial advisors out there, to give the best information, the best education that we possibly can. Uh, not everything works for everyone, but if you can earn it, own it, and grow it, I think that's the powerful message here. If you don't know how to do that, you want to reach out, 619-640-2622. We'll get you set up and we'll get a consultation for you. Now, there's a question from the audience, and this is actually a really valid question. It says, how do I know if life insurance is right for me? I am single and do not have dependents right now. That is why I feel skeptical. Well, there are tools, like anything. There are contracts, prod, you know, uh, products, things of that nature. Uh, but let me ask you this question. If you're at an employer and they're offering you life insurance, maybe one times your salary, two times your salary, maybe it goes up to a maximum of $250,000. How much of that insurance do you want to buy from your employer? Or let's say it's even for free. There's an old saying that everyone wants life insurance. They just don't necessarily want to pay for it. Why do we want life insurance? Because, you know, if I'm single right now, do I think I might get married one day? Do I think I might have children one day? Am I in a profession right now that will afford me even greater wealth in my future? And hopefully even from the behavioral science of talking about money, even in Dawn's conversation today, I think that if you're building wealth, there's a number you want to achieve. 
Um, the interesting thing to consider is when you're young, do you have health issues? Maybe some people do, but most people are pretty much in good, good shape. So when is the best time to buy something? When it's the cheapest because we have great health or when it's the most expensive and our health is now questionable and we might not even be insurable? When is the best time to buy or own life insurance or any other product or contract out there? It's something to consider. If you're planning for the future that you want to build it bright, that's what you want to consider to think about in the realm of life insurance. But I will pull in something else here too. I think if you're young and you don't have uh, maybe the, the family, the children, the spouse, or any responsibilities to debt, because debt is a big thing you want to insure. If, you don't, if you're not here, do you want that debt to be paid for? Or do you want it to maybe revert back to your parents? Who knows? It doesn't usually work like that, but it could. Um, the one thing that you should be considering first and foremost when you're younger is disability income protection. We'll talk more about that as time comes on, but disability income protection is so important and so valid that in the event that you become disabled, who's going to pay for all your bills? Who's going to pay for your lifestyle? That's what they call the living death. So right in line with life insurance, we don't want to just plan for dying. We want to plan for living. And unfortunately, the life insurance world has changed so much since the 80s that um, people would buy life insurance when a baby's born. Gerber life insurance, right? Um, when a baby was born, what did they do? They bought whole life insurance to be able to save and accumulate money for a child when they got to go to college. Well, it hasn't changed. It's one of the largest companies out there today. Um, those are things to take into consideration. Why would we buy it for a baby who's a single individual, not married, doesn't have children, versus basically waiting until I'm an adult to make a decision on my own? So if you can create savings and structure and growth, um, again, I'm going to say Don's words, earn it, <laughs> you know, grow it, and you know, keep it, right? Those are, those are some of the things that we need to take into consideration. So with that said, it's not right for everyone, but if it's something in your heart that you think that your future is going to welcome those things, there's no reason why you shouldn't do it when, it's, when you're younger, healthier, and you can actually make it cheaper for you over your lifetime, but to accumulate some kind of value for it. Hopefully that answered your question, but maybe it was more of an answer than what my, what my team was looking for for me to answer our listener. But if you have questions, please, by all means, reach out at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com, and we will be happy to have your questions on this podcast to be able to answer them. And if you want to just have a conversation with me, you're welcome to just reach out at 619-640-2622, and we'll be happy to set up that consultation for you. Take care, and again, thanks for watching Ways to Love Your Money. information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.